0: Hey friends, on this episode of Evolve, I share with you a, um, probably one of my favorite moments from Relentless last year, my interview with the champ, Mikey Garcia. Um, Talk about an incredible story of perseverance. He shares with us um, some insights into his upbringing, his father, his mother, and, um, and everything that they had to go through in order to make him the man that he has become, and the champion that he has become. Um, it, it really, I remember interviewing him, and it, it touched my heart, because um, it just showed so much grit and determination in that family. And it was really an honor to, um, to interview him, and it's an honor to share it with you at this moment. I hope you enjoy it. We want to bring somebody on stage to really inspire you with their story, inspire you with who they've become. And um, I got to tell you guys, um, I've got a friend named Robert in the title industry who does an incredible job. And uh, he introduced me to the gentleman that you're about to meet. And what I was most impressed about, or what I was most impressed about this gentleman was his humility, his heart, and his work ethic. His humility, his heart, and his work ethic. And uh, I instantly became a fan and I instantly became a fan because I connected with him and I really connected with, with his spirit, with, with what he was all about, you know? Nothing was given to him and he made something extraordinary out of his life. So, uh, like a true friend, like a true fan, I said, hey, whenever you fight next, I'm gonna go. And so, uh, he fought in Dallas, Texas. I didn't even have anybody to go with. But I think I ended up making some friends, and I took my buddy David with me, and we ended up hooking up with uh, Mikey and his team. We had a great, great time, but I was there to see him take on a fight that many people didn't think he should have taken on. And I saw him do an incredible, incredible job. So, guys, it's a complete honor for me to introduce to you somebody that I think, personally, um, not only has my respect, which, which, is, which is something... Uh, something not easy to come across, but this individual, to me, has my complete admiration for his sheer tenacity, his sheer work ethic, and on top of that, having a humble and giving heart. Please, get on your feet and help me welcome the champ, Mikey Garcia. So how are you doing?
1: Good. You feel good? good. You a little good. nervous or something
0: or what? A little bit. A little nervous?
1: <laughs> big crowd. <laughs> you, there's a big you
0: fought in front of like Dallas Cowboy Stadium. What are you talking about? This is uh, nothing. Yeah,
1: no, but uh it's a different uh, different reason to be here. <laughs> so getting getting in the ring in front of you know people, that's that's a you know normal day for it's a, me. No, right? another day in the office, but yeah, doing something like today it's it's different. So a little, little nervous.
0: All right, so why don't we start with something that you are used to? Tell me about your story, specifically, you come from a boxing background. You come from like your your whole family. I had the privilege of going to watching sure. you spar. I saw your dad there. I got to meet him. Your 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 brothers there, who's one of the great trainers. Tell me about your story.
1: Well, look, um, we have to uh, go back to you know my dad. Yeah. Started um, in Mexico. He's from from Michoacan. Um, yeah. Hey, there we go. We got some people from Michoacan. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he always loved boxing. Growing up, it was something that he watched you know, and, and heard on the radio and was never able to you know, do as, as a sport. Uh-huh. Life struggles, life you know, hits you and you have to work, you have to do things to, to survive. And he eventually migrated out here to, to the States, brought the family over, but he had always loved boxing. So when my older brothers were here, he brought them to the boxing ring and different gyms and started working with them. Eventually made his way to Oxnard, Uh where where he was uh, working in the strawberry fields along with my mom. Wow. He had a you know a a goal and a dream to one day have a world champion. You know, and so see, see,
0: can I? I just love that. Like, isn't that freaking awesome? Just to hear about that and that that uh, I'd love that. he's a big thinker.
1: He he never let go of that dream. You know, he he, that that was his dream. Right. So. He would wake up early, 4 in the morning, take the guys to go to the run at the, at the beach. And I'm talking about Robert, my brother, uh-huh. Fernando Vargas, who was also training at the time. Yeah. Um, then go hit the, the fields, go to the strawberry fields at 7 a.m. They had to be at strawberry fields working. My mom was there with him. After the, after the, the work, you know, at 3 p.m., whatever time was, was, was time to, to uh, go home, he wouldn't go home. He'd send my mom home, but he would go to the gym, open up the gym and get all the kids in, in the boxing gym. So he did that for you know, 15, 20 years, some, somewhere in there. Wow. All with you know, the, the hopes of one day having a, a world champion. At least one. Yeah. Right. And in um, you know, 96, he had Vargas represent the US Olympic team. In 98, he had my brother become his first world champion. My brother, Robert, was first world champion. In March, March 13 of 98, he defeated uh, Harold Warren for the IBF junior lightweight title. Later that year, in December, Fernando Vargas becomes the youngest IBF junior middleweight champion at 20 years old, defeating um, Campas, Joryboy Campas.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And so in one year, he, you know, makes his dream come true, not just like once, but twice. twice. You know, his son and Vargas, who he had since 12, you know. So I grew up watching all this. Right. You, know, I grew up you must have been a baby. This. I was a baby. I was, I was right. about eight years old, you know, 10 years old when all this was going down, and I mean, it was, it was great. I still remember my dad coming home, you know, with red stains and, and mud, you know, because of the strawberry field uh, work that he was doing. I still remember them, you know, coming home with their little bag of, of you know, lunch or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'd bring us some chips some Doritos or something. Yeah. So I've seen all that. I've seen the struggle. I've seen the hard work. I've seen the, the dedication, you know, that, that, that it took for him to finally accomplish that. Yeah. When my brother was champion, honestly, it was the best feeling not just for, 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 like for us, but my dad, for the entire family, because we know where we come from. We know what my dad had to go through to yeah. finally get there. So it was, it was really unbelievable uh, moment for, for the entire family. I seen all that. As I'm growing up, you know, I didn't really aspire to be a boxer at the time. I was just a kid, 10 years old. Right. Um, I got into boxing later. I got into boxing at 13. I had my first amateur fight at 14. My dad asked me, you know, why do I want to do this? Is it something that I really want to do or, or why am I, am I trying to box? I told him, uh, I want to leave something, you know, for from, from me. Not just live off or live be, uh, un- because of your name or right. my brother's accomplishment. I want to do something for myself. Right. And he told me, well, first you got to be the best here in the gym. Then you got to be the best in the region, which is Southern California, best in the state. You move up to the best in the national and eventually you make it to the best of the world, you know? And that's how it started at 14, my amateur career. Um, I never dreamt of being exactly where I'm at now, yeah. but after reaching small goals and another goal and another goal, you know, I started to uh, see that there's a lot more that I can do mm-hmm. and I started to dream of being much bigger than what I was accomplishing at the time. That's right. So, started developing my professional career, you know, won a U.S. title. National title, regional NABF title, which is North American titles, eventually making it to the world, you know, championship fight. I won my first championship fight January of twenty thirteen at featherweight. Then November of twenty thirteen I won a second title now at Super Featherweight, hundred and thirty pounds. Then I defended the title once in twenty fourteen. Then I had to take a time off. Two and a half year layoff mm-hmm. for some boxing yeah. business and yeah. politics. Yep, yep. I come back, there was a lot of doubt that I may not have it. I'm fighting at a bigger weight class. I may not be the same, but I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be much more than what people had seen. Right. There's a lot more I can do that people still had not seen. And during the time off, I was always training. I was always sparring, getting in shape, uh, getting other fighters ready for their fights. But at the same time, it keeps me in shape. Sure. You know, I was even helping Marcos Maidana get ready for Floyd Mayweather. I was his main sparring partner, Mm. and a bunch of other fighters. So when I came back, I had all the confidence that I had done everything, you know, to make sure that when I came back, I was ready to go. I didn't have to go back and and, and start from from scratch.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I came back, I won my return fight in 2016, and I wanted a title fight right after that, because I knew what I could do. I got the title of fight 2017, I won the WBC lightweight title. Right. A fight that a lot of people actually were betting against me. A lot a lot of the experts had the champion as, as a favorite. Right. He was undefeated, very strong. Other champions had avoided him. And here I am coming back, you know, after a long layoff at a different weight class. Going right after it. Going right after it. Yeah. I, I beat him, I knocked him out in three rounds oh. and won the lightweight title and it was highlight, you know, knockout. Type of victory, it was nominated for knockout of the year. It actually won knockout of the year through some of the of the sports uh, writers. Uh-huh. Um, it was it was terrific. Later that year, I want some. I'm not done. I want more. Right. You know, I, I accomplished that. Okay, now what's next? So I fought Adrian Broner at 140 pounds for a WBC Diamond title.
0: Good. I'm glad you, you came. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, that guy just not, not me a, the wrong way.
1: <laughs> you know, not a lot of fans of Broner, but uh, no. <laughs> he, he's he's got he's got he's talented, yeah, was good. and it was a tough fight, it was a good fight. Um, then what's next? Well, I want more titles now. Right. So there's an opportunity to fight at 140 pounds against another undefeated champion, very, very skillful, very uh, dangerous fighter. I took that fight, I won, then I unified, I come back down to 135 to unify the title. So I'm fighting another undefeated champion at 135 pounds. Um, you know, both champions in their prime, undefeated. We fought here at Staples Center. This was last year. I was there. Yeah, that was, that was last year at Staples Center. And uh, I beat him, I take his title. You know, so I'm collecting belts. I'm not done, I still want more. And, you know, the biggest challenge at that time now was uh, moving up in weight class. Spence, yeah. Spence, yeah, two divisions up. So my five from 135, now I'm moving up to 147. Right. Challenge on, on uh, Spence, another undefeated champion,
0: and the boxing world. That's a big difference. Big difference, right.
1: Huge difference. Uh, you know, moving up from 135, 140 is already a difference. I could already feel my opponent's size advantages, right. the strength. I cannot hurt them as easy. Right, right. You know, they're much bigger naturally. I started at featherweight, at 126 pounds. Right. You know, so you do feel the difference. Yeah, 20 pounds is yeah, that's it's, a, big, it's a big difference. Yeah. So, but I said, you know, I'm about challenge. I want to challenge myself. I want to show everybody that. I'm not in here to protect my record. I'm not here to protect a victory, get easy wins. Right. I'm here to show everybody that you know, you got you, you, the 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 way I motivate myself is by taking on challenges. I got you. You know, so I've already accomplished all this. I could be, I could retire and have a, a, a great you know Hall of Fame career, you know, five-time champion in four divisions. Right. I said no. I'm not. I'm not done. I want more. Awesome. So that's that's what keeps me going. And I did take on Spence fight. It didn't go my way. We, we lost the fight. We went 12 rounds uh, against a guy that everybody thought... Nobody was had going lasted out. even the 12 rounds. No one yeah. thought I was going to yeah. last, you know, more than four or five rounds. Right, right. We went 12 rounds. It wasn't, you know, the best performance, but that's just the way boxing is. Yeah, I got you. It was one of those nights. I'll come back and I'm, I'm here right now looking for something else. I'm looking for, for another fight before the end of the year. I want to show everybody that that's not the end of me. There's right. still much more that I can deliver. There's much more I can accomplish. and and that's what keeps me going really that's what keeps me going i set goals i accomplished that then what's next this one i accomplished okay what's next that's that's the way i live that's the way i i uh, see my career and at the end i want everybody to remember me for everything that i accomplished taking on the biggest challenges available and just overcoming all the obstacles that everybody tells me i can't do do, i can't do that or it's too much it's too difficult I'm going to show you that I can. And anybody can do it. You just got to right. really put your mind to it and really work to get there. Nothing right. is going to be easy. Nothing's overnight. You know, it takes years. You know, I've been a professional since 18. I'm 31. You know, and I started my amateur career at 14. So I've been doing this for, you know, 17 years. Right. You know, it's, it's not overnight. But that's what it takes. You know, that's I'm what good. it takes. And when you finally accomplish your goals, you appreciate them that much more. Right. Because you've struggled. You've, you've taken... You know, the time, the effort, you know, it's literally blood and sweat that has given me what I have. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm just very happy to be able to still do this and, and still give the, the fans, you know, my audience, you know, great memories, great fights. And if there's any time that, you know, talks like this, motivate them, inspire them to do something great, overcome an obstacle that they're facing. You know, if one day they can remember something that I'm saying and help them. Right. That would make me feel that much better about what I do in the ring because it, it rolled over into real life real to other people where I touched somebody's heart, somebody's life. You know, that, that would make me a world champion, a, a real world champion, yeah. not just in the ring, you know, right. but a, a world champion in general. And so I, I, I love to you know, be able to share some, you know, some of my experiences with, with fans, with people. Um, it's, sometimes it's just one word that changes someone's life.
0: And you know what, I, I'm going to say something. Give him a round of applause, because okay. that was just... Thank yeah. you. So there's, there's a couple things that you said that I, I picked up on. And, and the first thing is, uh, Mikey, I don't know if you know, but part of what we did this morning was we really tapped into our subconscious mind and our belief system. And a lot of times I feel like, and I, and I said this, I feel like sometimes, uh, especially us as Latinos and Hispanics, we we kind of limit what we think is possible. And, and what I love about your dad, even though I just barely met him, was that you know, when you think about the different types of jobs that you can have here in this country, like I would say like the entry, 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 entry level mm-hmm. is almost bottom of the barrel is picking strawberries. Yeah. I mean, you, know, and you, 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 you drive past on the freeway and you see these people, and they are hardworking, wonderful human beings. But he did not make a story out of that. In other words, he f- made it fuel his yeah. vision. He, he made it push him even more. And he told himself, "I'm gonna make a world champion no matter what." Yeah. Like, like how does that feel? I mean, you got to be so proud of him just to have a dad very, like
1: that. You know what I'm saying? Very very proud of my dad and, and all of his accomplishments. Um, he tells us stories, you know, of uh, Mexico, you know, struggles in Mexico and. Living in you know a small little room, you know, with all the kids around, just a lot of hardship, you know, humble beginnings, yeah. you know, and a lot of people can relate to that, you know. Um, so for him to come to the states in search of a, a better life for the for the family, for for himself, and, and and all the my brothers and sisters, you know, he had to start somewhere. Right. Started you know working in the strawberry fields along with my mom. My mom was actually. pregnant Did your of mom me. too? I forgot. Yeah pregnant of me up until her fifth month, going on six months, picking strawberries. Wow. No, but that's, that's the kind of stuff that... So, dude, you're a
0: born hard worker you, like you just, didn't even know...
1: That's what I've seen. Yeah. That's all I've seen, <laughs> you know. It takes hard work. Nothing is going to be given. I mean, if someone gives you something, you don't appreciate it. Right. But, you know, when you work for it and you put all that time, you, you uh, appreciate that much more. You value it that much more. And so, that's all I've seen. My mom, my dad, you know, working hard. And after work, like I said, I still remember seeing them, you know, with stains of, of red and dirt from the strawberry fields. And he would go to the gym and work at the gym with the kids. All, like I said, for, for him to one day reach right. what he wanted. And I mean, everything has gone very well now. A lot of people only see the stars and the glamour right now on right. stage, the lights. Right. But they don't know it took, you know, all these years of work to get here. And not just regular work, but the hard, back-breaking labor, labor. in the sun. Stuff like that to finally get to where we are. You know, it started there. That's what I seen, yeah. and so it's 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 unbelievable. It's it's a, it's a, one of those American dream stories. You know, come true.
0: I was just thinking that you guys have got to plan a movie, because I mean, that's like
1: I'm sure there could be a movie. No, yeah. it's there incredible. could be a series. There really could. Um, with all the stories that my dad tells us, dude, who
0: knows? Somebody you know? at Netflix. No, seriously, <laughs> like I wanna I wanna see this movie or this this series or whatever.
1: Well, I, I'm sure it would be it would be a a great story. Yeah. You know, if you could have. Uh, you know, someone document these maybe stories. Maybe we'll ask Kobe. We could do that. Maybe We'll ask Kobe has, on Friday. Look us up. You know what? Maybe He's I'll do got that. that Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we'll, right. we'll do that. Okay, good. See, I'm already,
0: hey, the wheels are spinning. This is, this the wheels This is what it's about. That's making exactly the connections, making about, the relationships. right there, right? So, um, so I'm going to ask him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, because what are you, like, I want to see, like, I want to see on the camera. No, I'm going to ask Kobe. That's, that's my commitment All to you. That's we'll going to happen. That. We'll ask him together, okay? But I I want, I want to see, like, I envisioned your dad picking the strawberries, and then I envisioned him, like, your mom with the belly, hard work, and I envisioned him in the gym, like, with Fernando, and like, yeah. I could see it, I could see it in my mind, and I want to see, like, the yeah. actual story, you know? Because no,
1: well, like, it would inspire me. It would inspire you know? people, that's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. A lot of people can relate to, to struggles, to, to life in general, I mean, even if you never worked... A day working strawberry fields but you have worked other jobs right that that aren't maybe the best it's not where you want to be but you got to start somewhere yeah and people can relate to the, the the obstacles in life you know the hardships you know living my, my the story that I, I told once uh, a few months back at a, another uh, interview uh, was about my mom and my dad they were living in San Pedro at the time and they're walking down the street and there's a furniture place and they're looking through the window and my dad tells my mom which one of these beds Said, do you like? I'm gonna buy you a bed set one day. Because at the time they were living in a small little living room with uh, just a fold out mattress. My mom thought he was joking and, and making fun of her or making fun of where they live. So she got mad at him. She says, Why are you even tell me that? Stop. You know, you're, you're playing. You're making me feel bad. So she kind of teared up a little bit. Uh-huh. So my dad remembered that story. Or remember that time. Years later, now in Oxnard, you know, after having a few you know, fights and having uh, world championship fights with Robert and Fernando and everything. He was able to purchase a brand new home. We saw it get developed, so it was really nice. That's so awesome. Took my mom to the furniture stores, you know, bought everything new, but mm-hmm. never reminded her of that story. Uh-huh. When they finally had everything at home delivered and they were about to turn the, the key into the, the home, my dad remembered that story and tells my mom, do you remember that day we were walking over in San Pedro on, I forget the, street, the, name, the name street, but remember that time I was telling you about I was going to buy you a, a furniture a, a the bed furniture, set? Bed uh-huh. set? Well, I bought you a brand new home with all the furniture. My mom started tearing up. Wow! And she opened the the, the door, and I was there. I was I was there, and uh, it was it was tear like for me. I even got teared. I'm still running out to, to think about yeah, it because yeah. I saw my mom. Like you see the, the, the tears of joy. Right. You know, like wow, look look where, where that came from. You know, and my dad kept that in him. You know, he he made it, that he made that another goal for him. Right. You know, to to get to that point one day. And he was able to do that and deliver that that promise, that word, you know, to him.
3: Oh, my God.
0: And has this been, like, the best day ever? Like, if if I could just do this every day for the rest of my life, this is what I want. This is freaking awesome. You you know what else I love about your dad? Do you guys catch that his dad's visions are not about himself? It's about other people? Do you, like, it's yep. about, I want to create a world champion, yep. or I want to give to my wife yep. this thing. I mean, that, that is, like, how, how, does, how, how have you learned from that yourself? Well, I mean,
1: every, everything I do is for, for somebody else. A real, <laughs> I never yeah. thought I'd be a world champion, you right. know? Uh, but now that I've, I've accomplished a lot, you know, I've taken care of a lot of things for, for other people around me, for my family, sure. uh, even friends, close friends, uh, my kids. I have three kids. Uh, my oldest daughter, she's 12. Her name is Angela. Mm-hmm. Then I have my son who just turned eight a month ago. His name is Ryu. And then I have my baby, he's four, his name is Django. But, you But know, everything I do is, is for, for them. You right. know, uh, I got their, their school funds already put aside. You know, I have certain things going so that they don't have to worry about that. But I still wanna teach them to work hard. Sure, I, sure. I gotta teach them you know, that if nothing's given, I can't just give them stuff, then they don't appreciate it. You right. know? I wanna make sure that they're doing well in school, that they push hard to get good grades, you know, that they're always on top of their studies. Uh, I want to make sure that they show me that they know what it's going to cost them, you know, in school and in life to earn the right. things. Nothing's going to just be given. Absolutely. You know, if they're not doing well, then I ain't going to give them anything either. Right, right, right. You know, they have right. to earn it. They got to earn it. I love know? it. I love so it. My, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. It's so funny you say that because of like, you know, what I've been able to accomplish in life. My kids don't have to go through like a quarter of what I had to go no. through. But, but they're still, they're back there, they're, they're hustling, they're selling shirts and, right. and books and all of that stuff. So I can totally appreciate yeah, exactly. that. The next question I have for you is, I don't know if you caught this, but, um, you know, your dad kind of spoke to you and he said, here's what you have to do. Yeah. First, you have to be the best in the gym. Yep. And then you have to be the best in the city and then you have to be the best in the region. And guys, I don't know if I've ever shared with you guys this, but when I first got into real estate, that's, that was my mindset. Yeah. First, I'm gonna be, be the best in this side of the office, and then I'm gonna be the best in the whole freaking office, and then I'm gonna be the best in the area, and then I'm gonna be, and then when we open the company, and then I, we're gonna be number one in the city, and then and there, there's something about you having attainable short-term goals yep. that helps your mind see just past the excuse, yep just past the reason but enough to where you can
1: grab it and like really fight for it exactly see you you mentioned earlier that a lot of us you know grow up with, with kind of I don't know maybe negative mindset or just thinking that everything's out of our reach right and, and if you look at the big big goal the big picture it might seem like it's it's unattainable right like you're never gonna reach that and grab that but if you say yourself reachable goals right beyond you know the, the, the point of 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 where it, it's difficult, it's gonna be difficult. But we talked you talk about there. this today, yes. and you reach and you keep going, eventually you will get there. That's right. You know it, it doesn't happen overnight, and sometimes you know it's 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 a path that takes on a lot of struggles. But if you keep going, you will get there. Yeah. Um, that's what I've seen with my dad. You know, he told me that, he taught me that, and I've done it. I won one one world title. I wasn't done. Now what's next? I won a second title, and then a third, a fourth, a fifth. You know, I I have and won titles, you know, six titles in four divisions, you know, and... How many boxers
0: have done that, by the way? Like, you're, I know that you're one there, of a few. There's a there's few, few, yes.
1: Um, but, like, in the history of boxing. In the history of boxing, to... To
0: unify the... Or there's something look, that you've done that...
1: Between featherweight, which is 126 pounds, uh-huh. and 140 pounds, fighters to win titles in those divisions, uh, just me, Marquez, and Manny Pacquiao that have accomplished those titles in those divisions. Yeah. And champions in four divisions, there's also only, I think, like six, seven that have accomplished titles in four divisions. Like Mayweather's uh, Mayweather is one of them. Um, Mayweather, De La Hoya, Chavez, Pacquiao. Chavez, no? Chavez only did it in three. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. You um, <laughs> saw that? He saw the little chip on the shoulder. Hey, I like that. I like that. A little something. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's, uh, there, there's a few. Uh, you know, Duran did it. Uh, Hearns did it. Uh, there's, there's uh, I think a couple other fighters I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's no, no. a few. It's, it's a handful of fighters only in the right. history of boxing, you know. And uh, I still plan on winning titles in fifth division, welterweight. Wow. And once I do that, then the list gets even smaller. Right. I think there's only like five to ever have done that. The only one uh, who's done more than that is uh, Pacquiao. He's champion in eight divisions. Pacquiao's like and 75 and
0: he still does like something. Yeah, he's. Yeah, like,
1: he's you pro- a- probably will never see another guy accomplish what Pacquiao has accomplished, wow. especially after this past right. Saturday night. Right, right. You know, to to be able to compete at that level and be an undefeated world champion in his prime, you know, uh, that's that's unbelievable. Wow. It's, 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 I would never have thought he would have been able to accomplish that at this age of, it. you know, 40, right. 41 now. Right. And he's still doing it. It's, it's unbelievable. That is awesome. That is awesome.
0: Um, you, If you follow me or have followed me long enough, you've heard me say something uh, and I actually learned this from, from Pastor Danny. Um, it's called uh, a spiritual inheritance. And I'll never forget when he told me that, and i never forget when he heard that. Essentially what that is, Mikey, is all of us, we give our kids, or they get from us, a spiritual inheritance. It's, it's like, a, like a financial inheritance. It's like a, a, a spirit, right? And like, my mom was like the most faith-filled woman like on planet Earth. And I feel like a lot of my faith comes from her. Um, I can also see that in you where your hard work ethic comes from your dad and your mom. Like yep. You almost don't know any other way to be other than hard work. Tell me about how that hard work helps you prepare for your fights and, 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 and maybe if you could, because a, a, a lot of us really, you know, un, unfortunately in the room, I don't know if we have to work as hard as you have to. Like, What, what does that look like, look, preparation?
1: Look, um, so for, for any given fight, you know, we take about ten week camp. Uh-huh. Uh, camp consists of uh morning routine, morning workouts, followed by an evening routine. Um, the morning routine usually is a a cardio run or how long? Uh, it could be an hour and a half. It could it So could how be, many miles is that? Well
0: Yeah, because the way he said it like a cardio run. Like you guys are thinking like walk around the block.
1: No no no. no. See it, it changes. I mean some days we're doing uh, um, about a 40-minute run uphill. Robert has tried it. He tried it. Yeah. Well, he couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, and it's a it's small run. It's only like three-mile. It's a small run. In, incline. But it's, it's on a but steep it's, incline. Yeah. And that's just to develop strength in your, in your legs. You yeah. know, develop your, your strength. Um, other days we actually run about four to five miles just on a uphill and downhill pace. Um, but then we also implement drills like footwork, uh, polymetric drills, right. uh, stuff like that. So that, that extends the workout to about an hour and a half. Okay. Other days we go swimming. We do swim. We do a lot of labs. We uh, switch up either you know, sprints or, or underwater for breathing uh, techniques or we'll do uh, different type of, of, of swimming. But that's also about an hour and a half. Um, the gym session changes according to the sparring schedule. So, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, we spar, sparring, you know, starting with eight rounds, two different guys, every four rounds, you know, get a different guy, eventually work your way up to 10 rounds and 12 rounds, and sometimes we do 14, 15 rounds of sparring with three or four different guys, rotating them so that they're fresh every single time they get in there, and you're going all, all the way through. Uh, you're sparring three-minute rounds, like a fight.
0: I, I saw that, dude. It was like it was literally like it was the weirdest thing. It was like you were in there fighting, and they were bringing a guy for three rounds, and yep. then they were bringing another fresh guy for yep. three rounds, and then another fresh guy yeah. for three rounds. And here you are, you're just like yeah. taking them down.
1: You you have to get in shape to be able to work the first round, you know, as good as the last round. You know, you got to work the last wow. round as good as the first round. You have to be able to do that, and you have to be able to adjust against different styles. You know, if you're beating your opponent, he switches technique or switches something, you know, and you're not used to it, you're not prepared for that, then you're going to be in trouble. Right. So that's why we bring different sparring partners with something a little different every time. Keeps us sharp. Keeps us thinking. You know, keeps me on my toes to mm. be able to work faster or harder, or, or maybe I got to put pressure on him, or maybe I got to defend more, you know, right. so you have to right. adjust, make those adjustments. But anyway, the evening session is a close to three-hour session, because you, know, you do the sparring, you do your bag, you do your mitts, you do your core training, you know, it's, it's a big session. Right. You do that for 10 weeks for the fight. I've done camps that are up to 16 week camps. You know, it, it's, it's hard work, Monday through Friday and Saturday morning we run as well. But Monday through Friday, it's all that I just explained. Um, and you're doing that the entire, the entire camp. Um, Saturdays we'll do a morning run or swim or something and then take the rest of the day off. That's when i'll get to see my kids they'll come home to, to see me because i stay away i don't, I don't live sure, with them that. Sure. during camp, during like camp that. right um they'll come visit me hang out and same thing on sunday we'll hang out then you know i gotta start all over monday wow that's that's normally what it is you know a 10 12 week camp um sometimes like i said i even done up to 16 weeks but that was because of an injury that my opponent had and had to extend the fight uh, a few weeks but um it ain't, it ain't easy work, like you said, I mean, I don't know if anybody else works as hard like that, but that's my job, right? yeah. that's what I do. Right. Um, somebody else, you know, maybe a soccer player, maybe a basketball player, maybe Kobe, you know, he's got a different routine, but it's also a crazy sick routine, sure, 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 sure. You know? but that's all he does, that's all I do. You know, maybe you go to the gym in the morning for an hour, two hour period, you right. lift some weights, do some run on the treadmill but that's not your job, that's not your primary source of, of, of income, income. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it changes, but um, I mean the dedication, the discipline that it takes, you know, that's, that's what, what really separates other fighters from, from great elite fighters, you know, the diet, that's probably one of the toughest things to, to really overcome, yeah. um, especially when you're cutting weight, to lose weight, you know, it's, it's a struggle, it's, it's probably the worst part of training you know, eating smaller portions, eating the right healthier foods, and just cutting the weight is, is, pr- is probably the least favorite of every fighter. Right. Um, I've been moving up in weight class, so I've had a little lighter yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, time with, with the weight, but even that, you still gotta eat well. I still, I still have to eat well, and when, when I say well, I mean lean. Yeah. Not the pizza and hamburgers that we love, but yeah, yeah. you gotta eat lean, but there's still, you know, that work ethic. It's, it's you have to, I mean, if you don't do that, you know, you're going to get tired in three or four rounds. And right. Talent can only carry you so far. After four rounds, then you're done. You know, anybody, even if he's less skilled than you, he's going to beat you. He's, he's going to beat you beat got you. better, better, more, better gas. more gas, yeah.
0: Have you ever actually felt that in a fight? Have you ever actually felt a moment where another fighter
1: gasses out? Uh, we felt that before, yeah. Yeah? It's happened. Um, some fighters, even just in training, you, you know it as a kid. Right. You know, get tired in two rounds. And then I'm not trying to beat them up in sparring. Sure. We're just training each other getting him in shape but I could feel him get tired I purposely work more faster harder not to hurt him but just to show him that he better be in shape because if that happens in the fight he's done he's done he could get hurt seriously hurt in a fight right you know in a fight you know um getting tired is 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 the the worst thing that could happen to you because you're gonna get hit with punches that you shouldn't have that could really hurt you and I'm talking life you know threatening punches sure you're getting hit with small gloves you know, very hit to the, you know, blows to the head like that can really hurt you. Uh, just a day ago, two days ago, one of the fighters just recently passed away from a fight this past weekend. Um, he was in a good fight, tough fight, but I think it was like the 11th round when he got hit a little more than, than, than the other rounds. The referee let him continue. The cornerman stopped the fight once he got out of the round. He said, that's it. You know, I can't let you go. The, the corner did well by stopping the fight. Right. It might have been a little too a little late. Too late. Yeah. He ended up going to hospital, throwing up, vomiting, I think blood from what I heard, and went into this uh, coma, had a swelling in the, in the brain, and uh, he, he didn't make it, just yeah. passed away two days ago. Mm. You know, so the the, the risks are there. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in shape, you're you're multiplying. You multiply. multiply. Yeah. They, they just you know increase that much more. Yeah. Um so we felt it, you know, in fights where a guy starts to tire. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I got you now. I, I put more on it, step on the gas more, and you're gonna break, and, and it does. You know, they, they break, they fall. You hurt them. A punch will hurt you much more when you're when you're tired than when right. you're in shape. When you're in shape, you get dropped, you'll get up. Yeah. But yeah. if you're tired, you ain't getting up. Right. You're you're done.
0: Right. I I, I love this. This is just awesome. <laughs> yeah. This <is> exactly. <clears throat> Because it all relates to business. It, it like, like, so, right, Money? It just all relates 100% to business. Um, tell me something. This is just something I'm curious about. Uh, you, to me, seem like a very... Like, you're a student of boxing. Like, I could say there's people... Like, Mayweather is awesome. Like, he, he's also technical, but he's just naturally, like, freaking fast. Like, yeah, he, yeah. you seem like one of those types of dudes that it, it doesn't come easy and you have to literally work for it and that you... Like, you're very technical when you're in the ring. Yeah. Um, and I've never boxed, but I wrestled. So I love little things like if I move my foot here, he's going to move his foot yep. there, and then I attack the foot. Yeah. W- w- tell me about the technical side of boxing and why you love it so much.
1: It's uh, one-on-one, really. Yeah. You know, that one-on-one uh, drives me because it's, i got to show you that I'm better than you. And you're trying to do everything to show me that you're better, but i still got to be a step above or, or a step quicker or just... You know it's it's inches small and even up here right, appear, you gotta, oh, right? Yeah. yeah a lot of it is mental you know i go into every fight already as a winner right i go into every fight as a winner because i've already replayed the fight multiple times in my head throughout training you know at nights during the day i play different scenarios in my head and i'm always winning i always come out with a win i always find a way to win and so when i go in in, in the ring I've already won. That's why I'm so comfortable. You'll see me sure. in the back, just like you see me right now, just chilling, chilling. talking, joking, and, and getting ready. Yeah. Other fighters, you know, maybe gotta go through different routines or maybe their mind's not as strong or I don't know. But for me, it's easy for that reason. The mental mm-hmm. part, cause I've already done it. I've already practiced it. I've already won. Um, but once we're in the ring, you do have little adjustments to do. Your opponent might do something different, might move a certain way, but I gotta learn those, those, those uh, movements, I gotta judge the distance. You know, Like you mentioned, you know, if you move one, one foot back, sure. you know, what, what's he gonna do? Same thing, if I backpedal just a little bit, is he gonna come in at me? Am I gonna be able to catch him on the way in? There's little things, and it's small, little subtle changes, little movements, just enough to maybe slip a punch, or it's just a little baby step backwards to be able to counter him. It's little things like that, but the first couple rounds, that's mainly what you do. You're picking up little things. I'm reading my opponent. Right. I'm reading his body language, you know, where his, you know, feet are placed, where his arms are, his shoulders are, they up, are they low, how he's breathing. You know, we, if we get close, we tie up a little bit. Is he strong to let go? Or right. is he already just carrying his weight on me? Right. I can listen to even, like I said, just the breathing. How is he breathing? Mm-hmm. I can hear stuff. I see the eyes, the eyes, you know, I'm, I'm reading a lot. Right. And that helps me prepare for what I'm going to do next or what I should try the next round. What's he trying to do? So, I'm always just picking up stuff like that. That's me being a student, you know, like of the, you guys. Right, of the game. I'm, yeah. I'm reading, I'm paying attention, I'm studying my opponent. I'm not just there throwing punches. Anybody can go in the ring and throw punches, but to try to actually land a punch, a certain punch, or to make a, an opponent miss punches, block, or parry, or move, or, that takes a lot of skill, a lot of reading, a lot of, you know, right. this. Mayweather, he's just naturally gifted where he, he's doing this and, you're, right. you know, it seems yeah. like he's not putting any effort. Right. You know, but, you know, we have to learn that. And I got you. I've, I've learned over the years. I've made, you know, this almost, a, almost now like a natural thing. Right. But it took time to get there. Absolutely. Um, but it, it's, it's something that I've done and I implement in every fight. You know, I'm paying a lot of attention to my opponent. I mean, I don't study a whole lot of film because it's never the same than having them in front of you. Yeah. My dad and my brother will study film to create a game plan, you know, A, B, C, you know, game plans to be prepared to what we can expect, but I'll watch maybe a round or two and that's it. Yeah. I do most of it, you know, in the in, fight. In the fight. And I'll make the adjustments there. It's gotta be fluid, it's, you gotta be able to do it quick, but I've already done a lot of work in the gym to prepare me to be able to do that.
0: I got you. Yeah. So, you know, I was there in Dallas. At uh, First, I gotta ask you, I mean, that was, that was a, have you guys ever been in Dallas Cowboy Stadium? I mean, that place was massive, right? What did that feel like? What did that feel like to walk out? I mean,
1: that was that must that was, have been like that was the best ever because I never expected to have so many fans. There, like you had a up. lot of fans there. You yeah. know, we expected you know, um, I, or at least me and, and the team expected to have about 30,000 people in attendance. And we're uh-huh. talking about a uh, you know, the stadium, Cowboy Stadium. Sure. I mean, it holds like ninety thousand fans or something. So I didn't expect that big of a, of a place to fill up. But I felt okay we can probably do about 25, 30,000. Right. We ended up having, I think they said like forty-nine thousand yeah. in attendance, something like that. Yeah, it was packed. It was packed. And uh it was it was crazy. The energy, the fans, yeah. uh showing all that support, you know, it was it was unbelievable. I never imagined I could be there. You know, like I said, I wanted to be champion once, but then I wanted another championship and another one. Well, now that was basically the, the highest you could go, you know, in, yeah. in any sport for, 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 for the highest level, you know, for boxing, that that's it. Right. You know, reaching that level, headlining the show with all those people in attendance, it was just unbelievable. And it really does motivate you. It really Thank does you. touch you. It's, it's almost, uh, on the way out, it's almost um, like I want to tear up sometimes yeah, yeah. as I'm walking out just to see that all these people are there to see me. You, right. It's it's unbelievable, that's the only word I can say because they took time out of their lives, maybe they went shopping, maybe they went, you know, take care of kids, you know, babysit or something, maybe took days out of work, made the trip, like, you know, you guys flying yeah. over there, all to see me yeah. for that moment, you know. Yeah. It's just mind boggling that people are that big of, of fans, supporters, you know. Yeah. And, and they're there, you know, and showing me that kind of love, um, just almost, like I said, brings almost tears to my eyes every time I walk in the ring like that.
0: Yeah. You know what it is, Mike, is because they see themselves in you. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if you guys agree, but this is just a a normal guy that had a vision, had a dream, and then just literally worked his butt off relentlessly. And that's why I brought him. I I wanted him to share that spirit with you guys. So here's my final question, just because I'm interested about this. And then I'm going to open it up. If you guys have questions, feel free to come up to the mics. Are the mics there or the mics not there? Where are the mics? Where are they? Are they, oh, they there? You know the- what? Let's bring them closer. Is there a way to bring them closer so, you guys can be, so Mikey can actually see you guys? Could you help us with that, please? Sorry if that was a last-minute adjustment. But um, if, if, you were to, if you were to relate what you do to business, yeah. and if you could give us some advice about how to reach the pinnacle of our businesses and of our careers, what, what advice would you give us?
1: Well, just like you mentioned right now about the the work ethic that it takes, you know, and um, nothing's going to be easy. You never get everything given, you know, and you have to overcome, you know, like I said, obstacles and challenges and, um, you know, the little bit of business that I know, you know, nothing is always as easy. Yeah. You know, you got to work hard. You really got to, you know, push and shove something to get there to where you want to be. Yeah. But if if you give up, then then you're right. You're never going to accomplish it. Yeah. You know, I, I read and I keep, you know, reading stuff like, you know, if you think you can do it or if you think you can't, you're right. You're right. You know, either way, you're right. right. You know, for, for us, boxers, for me, you know, I, I've taken, you know, my career took me, through, you know, through some challenges. You know, I was ranked number one in the world for many years, for two, two and a half years without getting a title shot. Mm. They avoided me. I could have given up and said, you know, I'm done with it. Or I wasn't getting enough fights or during that time that I was out for two and a half years, there was no end, you know, sight, in, you know, for, for right. me it felt to return. like forever. It felt like forever, and I'm spending money on attorneys, and I'm not making any money, and I could have also given up at that time. But I knew, and I believed in myself, that I could get, you know, over this, get past this, and be even bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tell them it was almost like a slingshot effect. You know, they thought I was going to be left behind, they didn't know that when I let go, I was going to slingshot to the front. And right. that's, that's the way I can explain. And in business, it, the, the, like I said, a little bit that I know, it, it's, it translates, it, yeah. it, it, it's the same thing. You know, nothing is just going to be given. No one's just going to give you whatever you ask for, right. but you have to work for it. Right. You know, and you have to be there every, every day. You have to be there every morning. You have to make sure that you're the first one there. You know, they say early bird gets the worm. <laughs> it, it, you really do have to be there. Right. If you wait or procrastinate, like, I'll do it later, I'll do it later it's just you know adding more obstacles in front of you to get there. I got it. Um, the the little business you know I mean I'm, I'm doing some stuff with the real estate here and there yeah. a little bit nothing major but it takes a lot of effort it yeah, takes uh, commitment and and a little bit of risk too. Yeah. I mean if you don't take the risk you know if you try to play it too safe sometimes you know you miss out. That's right. You know um, I've learned Either with the right people, the right team, you got to share. You got to be able to yeah. invite people over. You can't do it all by yourself. Yeah. If you do it all by yourself, you can only reach so much. Because you can only handle so much. You can't juggle everything. Right. So you got to have the right people around you. I've, I've had the right people around me that have helped me, you know, make the business work, mm-hmm. make the business function. You know, at first, buying my first home, I'm all picky about what I want, what I don't want. I don't like this. I like that. It's a different color. I want... Man... Now, I buy homes without even seeing them. You yeah, know, of I, course. I've done apartments without even seeing them. Yeah, yeah, if it makes sense yeah. on numbers, right. if it's worth this much, and I need to, do, let's do it. Let's do it. Now, I'm, I'm a little different, you know, mindset is different. Right. You know, but I'm aggressive with it. Right. You know, how much is this? Okay, well, let's do this. Right. Let's, let's get at this price, you know, and, and we're, let's go all out. Yes. Yeah. You know, how much is it going to cost? Well, I can do it for this much. No, 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 we, we can do it for this, and let's go, and like that. And it happens. You know, now, it happens where it's a phone call. Hey, do you want it at this price because it's available right now yes or no okay yes and let's go and you're making that business work if i stay behind mm-hmm. no let me wait or maybe it's eh, it's a little too much or it's gone Then it's gone it's gone you know give me a day to think about it It's there gone. Is no forget about, about it, it. Yeah. you got to be able to do it now you got to be prepared to do that but once you learn <laughs> to do that it just starts picking up gotcha. business picks up and you see the results you know, um, and you like it, you, you enjoy it that much more because you're like, yeah, that's, that's the work that, like you know, I see the results, you know, in the gym. Anybody goes to the gym, it's always hard to start. You know, I'll go Monday, I'll start Monday. Yeah. You know, start on Thursday. You go know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, why, right. why start Monday, you know? Right. Just get it going, you know? If, if you can do it tomorrow, start tomorrow. I love it, I love you it, know? I love it.
0: So I want to open up so that you guys can ask Mikey some questions. We've got two microphones. If you guys can, hop on over to the microphone. Uh, the early bird does get the worm because not everybody will get to ask a question. So I would say get up and go to the microphone. There you go. Thank you. What, what's your name?
1: Oh. Is
3: it, uh, we'll uh, it. on? There oh, we go. Oh, there we go. What's up, Danny? And Jamp? appreciate the time. My name is Jamal from North Carolina. Uh, just had a real que- uh, quick question for you, Champ. So in that time where you were talking about you had to the business problems, the two and a half years yes, uh, where you couldn't fight. So how, like, what was your tangible, like tactical things that you do every day to stay focused on your goal mentally, even though I'm assuming you didn't know when your next fight was gonna be, like you didn't know how long that period would be. What did you do like every day like mentally or et cetera, to really just stay focused on the goal because you knew what you were gonna do, but you didn't know how or when you were gonna do it.
1: Yeah, look, um, we entered into a legal dispute with my former promoter. And honestly, I thought it was gonna be a six month thing because I thought we were gonna settle or, or you know, go through a, a mediation process you know, soon. It ended up being two and a half years, right? So I didn't have a, a, a date to look forward to. So that, that was difficult, not knowing how long this was gonna take. But you know, what kept me motivated or kept me you know, going was the belief in myself. You know, I believe I can do a lot more. I'm not done. You know, I know I'm capable of going through whatever you know, obstacles they throw in front of me, whatever litigation, whatever the attorneys say, whatever. I know I got what it takes to get over this. And uh, I stayed in shape. I stayed training. My brother had a lot of fighters that I was working with and they helped me stay in shape they helped motivate me because I see how hard they were working you know and they're developing their careers I saw myself in them I started where they were developing their careers, so I wanted to help them because in return it helps me you know um, I was always uh, uh, available I was doing a lot of boxing events commentating hosting events uh, sparring like I said even Marcos Maidana for his fights with Mayweather. I even went to Mayweather's gym. They invited me over there. And, and I'm seeing all these other fighters win fights, become successful, do all this. I wanted that. I wanted that more than ever because I knew and I believed in myself so much that once I returned, I knew I wanted to take all that back that should have been mine. You know, that kept me going. That, that didn't stop me. You know, two and a half years, you know, it didn't stop me from, from accomplishing everything else. After that, I've already won one, two, three, four more world titles after that, you know. I just wanted to accomplish so much more, and I'm still not done, you know. But uh, it's not going to be easy. There's times where it was difficult. There's times where I didn't really have money in my pocket at at times, you know. And, you know, whatever I did, I I made sure the kids and family was fed, you know. Stuff like that teaches you to appreciate and and work harder. Mm -hmm. You know, no one else was giving me anything. I had to work. That's when I started doing a little bit of flips, a little bit of real estate as well um, to keep myself, you know, making some money because I wasn't making any money from boxing, you know, mm-hmm. seeing my kids there, seeing my, my family, you know, that was a motivation in itself. You know, I have, I have to provide. I'm, I'm their father. I got to provide. No one else is going to give me anything. Right. I have to be the one to do it.
3: Cool. Appreciate awesome. it, champ. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, champ. So um, real estate is about teams, and you mentioned team. So how many people are on your team, and how do you
1: pick people to be on your team? Well, for, for my, my boxing, you know, it's, it's mainly a family affair. Uh, my dad, who started the boxing program back in the 90s, um, he's still in my team, still in the corner. As the assistant, he overlooks things, oversees all the training, Schedules the, uh, the training program with my brother. My brother is my main trainer now. Uh, my, my brother's son, my nephew, Pita, Robert Jr., he's the assistant trainer. Uh, my cutman, we've known Roger Anderson. He's from Oxnard. He's actually a chiropractor, but has worked all of our professional corners as a cutman since my brother was boxing back in the 90s. Wow. Um, so we've known him, you know, all my life. That's, that's the, the team that I have. You know, very close. No one is gonna know me better than my family. No one's gonna know me, you know, better than my dad, my brother. So that's what we've had. Now, when I mentioned team, you know, like in real estate, um, I've met some, some great people, which is like Danny, Robert, uh, my boy James, you know, and and through James I've met other other people and we've created a, a network of, of people of, of team that everybody is, is, is in it for the same reason. Everybody's, you know, growing, developing in, in the real estate. Um, James knows the market. Robert knows the market. Danny knows it. Um, you know, everybody is, is uh, working hard, you know, for, for the same outcome. No one's in it for their own little special agenda for their own benefit. We're all a team. That's what I mean. You know, we're all in it together. If, ever, if, if, if we all make, you know, a good, a good uh, sale or a good purchase we're all happy we're all making money we're all in it together not just one i'm not being greedy no one's being greedy about it you know greed is bad yeah you know sometimes it's, it's a small little amount that that could really change someone's life but you're being a little too greedy you might miss on a, a lot more in the in the future so we we need to be together as a team as a family just like my boxing is you know that's that's my team outside of boxing as well
3: Thank you. Awesome. You're
1: welcome. What
2: up, Mikey? Mi Hey, ¿cómo That's right. Um, my question, it was initially for Kobe, but based on your story, I really want to like it. No, no, no. It's watch. So, this is um, I'm, I, was a, I was a professional soccer player. I only made it to the second division and I played at UCLA. So, I have some competitiveness oh, there you in go. me. Good job. Threw it on the business side, now, in the investing. And I coach my soccer team, I coach my, my kid's soccer team. They're actually really good. They're state champions right now. Good oh. job. But the thing, the th- I, have, I have a lot of trouble sometimes, um, like the boundaries between a father and a coach. I catch
1: myself pushing them too hard sometimes.
2: Mm. How so, did your
1: dad that's, do it? That's, that's something that um, every once in a while I get asked because of my dad and my brother there. My dad and my brother, kind of balance each other out because my dad sometimes does want to push a little too much, right? As a dad, I think most fathers want the best for their kids and push a little too hard thinking that's exactly what it takes. But my brother, luckily, he was also a fighter. He was a world champion. He knows what it is to be a fighter and to be at that level. And he can read the, 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 the signs, you know, the fighter like myself when it's time to maybe pull back just a little bit. Now, you, you're being a father, but if you're a coach, you should be a coach, not a father at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, look at, at what, he, what he can do, what he can take, and know when to back off a little bit, when to give him a little bit of break, or, or, or you just, you know, you, can, you, you have to be able to distinguish that. The father instincts might come out, but you have to practice, and you develop that because your, your boy will do whatever you tell him. But then if, if it's a little too much, that's when you might start having that, you know, bumping heads and friction. You know, and sometimes it happened with me and my dad where he's insisting that I do something and I know it's the wrong thing to do and I'll purposely do it, exaggerate it, just to show him that it wasn't like that.
3: <laughs>
1: you know, and, and, and that's wrong. And that's, that's me getting the best out of me because I shouldn't be doing it because that, that could cause me, you know, to get hurt. That could cause me the fight or something. But my brother's very good and he can distinguish... And I'm, for the most part, I'm pretty good at it, too, so I don't really let my dad get the best out of me in that way. But um, you, as a coach, got to be the coach. You know, when you're on the field or when you're in the, you know, gym with your son, you're the coach. You know, you have to be able to separate the father feelings outside because if you don't do that, you know, like us you're going to create that, that problem. But um, I don't know, how old is your son? He's nine. Nine. So he's still very young. Um, yeah. let, him, let him also enjoy being a kid. You know, I, didn't start, I didn't start until I was 14.
2: Yeah, that's you know? another thing that I have. Like, there's a lot of recruits right now, and that's why we didn't let most of our kids to go to the LAFC Academy. Because uh-huh. we want, or, well, at least I want my kid to peak at, like, 16, 17. Not okay. now. Like, I'm trying to let it go between fun. But then, like, state come, and all these, like, very, quote, unquote, important games come in hand. Uh, yeah, like, it, what does he want?
0: Okay, that, okay, that's what I was going to say. If I, can I say something real fast? Yeah. So I brought up Anthony in baseball. And yeah. I felt like there was a period in my life where I was living through Anthony. Because I wanted to be a baseball player and I was not good enough to be a baseball player. Yeah. And then finally I realized, like, I can't do that. And when I, when that, when I stopped living through him as a little kid, like, I, I provided everything, I did everything. But luckily he was just as overboard intense as I was. So it kind of worked, you know what I mean? even as a little boy. And then finally, I just like thought, thought of myself as a supporter and I started to figure out what does he want? I think that's yeah. the question. It can't be what you want. Yeah. Make it about what he wants. And then no. when you make it all about what he wants, I think
1: there's that, where you're out. That's where you're gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. that's, that's yeah. why I asked, you know, what does he want? Yeah. Oh, there's
2: no question. He wants to be a professional soccer player. Like that's what he wants. But you know, then, like- Then
1: you explain to him that if he really wants it and it's gonna take that much more work, That much more effort and dedication, discipline. But if you see maybe some time that he wants to take a little break, you know it's okay to take a break. He's only nine, you know. Let him be a kid. Let him let him enjoy maybe a a break sometimes. It's it's okay. He's he's nine. He'll he's got another you know seven years until he's 16 where you want to peak, you know. Like you mentioned, like I don't know what soccer is is like, you know, when when they want to peak or not. But you mentioned 16 or whatever, then he still got time. You know, he can still develop skill. He can still develop but you gotta be able to maybe give him a little break once in a while, that way he can enjoy that much more. I had two and a half years off, and, and I was still training, I was still working out, but when I came back, you know, I wanted even more, you know, I wanted to just get back in it because I was so happy to get back. You know, once in a while, it's good to have a little break. Okay, cool,
2: appreciate that man.
1: Of course.
0: Can I share something else with you? There's a show I watch all the time called Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry? Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. It's on HBO. There was an episode that they did where they studied, I, I forgot the country, I think it was Sweden, and how Sweden is creating like more Olympic medalists per capita than any other country. I want you to look that episode up because trip on this, what it talked about in that episode, that there's, like, it's the opposite of the U.S. There is, like, no competitiveness. It's all about fun, and it's all about increasing the numbers of the amount of kids who have fun. And so I would just remind you, at the end of the day, dude, he's a kid. Like, let him have fun. Go watch that show, Real Sports with Brian Gumble. It, it was, like, maybe it was this season, maybe three or four episodes ago. You'll trip out. There's, like, if the parents can't pay, they do it for free. Uh, there are no elite coaches. There is no coach coach. Uh, uh, club teams, there's nothing. They just want as many kids having fun as possible, and through that, they think you never know the one that's going to make it. So it increases their odds wow. of someone actually making it. Wow. And they're, like, smoking everyone and everything. Wow. So go, go watch wow. that. It's, it's a great.
2: trip. Right. Great. Thank you, guys. Cool. Awesome. You got it. Richard.
3: Hi again, Danny. Hi, Mikey. Uh, My name's Richard. I actually work for uh, Danny at Intero Real Estate. My first question is, do you need a real estate agent? You don't work for, you work with. You work with. With, with, with. with. It's just the respect I have for you, Danny. But yeah, that's my first question. If you need a real estate agent, it was a joke, but Danny, you messed it up for me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, seriously, the second question is, how has becoming a father, what impact has becoming a father have on your career and also on your overall mindset.
1: Look, um, being, being a father does change. I mean, anybody who has kids can, can relate. You know, it changes your mindset. Um, in fact, when, I, when, I, when my daughter was born, I was with, with my wife throughout the entire pregnancy, going through all the appointments, doing everything. I was at the hospital the last week. And boxing comes, and I have to fly out to a fight. I was scheduled to fight on a Friday. I flew out Thursday morning. Thursday morning, once I had left, I land in Texas, and my daughter was born. Oh. I, I missed the actual birth. Yeah. You know, so I was sad because I wasn't there. But once, once I, I kind of, like, re- recollected my thoughts, I'm like, well, now I got to fight even harder for that reason. Right. You know, once I came back <clears throat> from my fight, I saw my daughter, and everything has changed after that. You know, the mindset changed. Like now, everything I want to do is for them. Everything I want to do is to provide, you know, for, for, for my kids. Um, and it is a motivation. You know, if I don't do well, if I don't box, if I don't perform well, they don't have food on the table. Right. You know, anybody else can relate to that. If I don't work hard, you know, what am I going to feed the kids? What am I going to feed my, my, my family? So that's that's the kind of thing that, that goes through 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 my mindset. I'm training, I'm working out, I'm sweating or whatever it is. I'm tired, but then every once in a while, I'll just think about stuff like that. You know, my kids, my 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 family, and that's what keeps me going. At that point,
3: you mentioned that um, you know the birth of your daughter. Is this is question uh, number two. It. I'm responding to him. Okay, cool. If I may. Hi. <laughs> yeah, um, you said that. Um, because of the birth of your daughter and how, you know, the boxing got in the way, what do you do to bounce back the fastest uh, in certain situations when you, when you have a setback? Well,
1: you know, I mean, I might be just different where I have a very strong mind and I'm, I'm very positive. I'm always looking forward. You know, I don't, I don't let a, a minor setback completely push me back. I got to overcome it. Right. But I, I figure out how I got to overcome. I'll see an obstacle in front of me. I'll see whatever challenge is in front of me. Okay, what do I have to do to get over this? I don't just see a wall and be like, okay, that's it, I'm done, I'm, I, I got to turn back. No, what do I have to do? What ladder do I have to climb or what steps do I have to do to get over this and continue on the path that I want, you know, and, right. and that's, 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 what I, that's my approach to everything. You know, no matter if it's outside of boxing or, or in boxing, you know, I see it like that. It, it might be d- different than, than most people, I don't know, but that's the way I approach everything, you know. I see something in front of me that's trying to tell me I can't or it's too much. No, it's not. You just got to find the way to get it. You got to find the solution to it. Right. It, it might yeah. take a couple paths to get over that, but you can find a solution and you can find your way, you know, over that hump or, or whatever and, and keep in the direction that you want it to go.
3: Right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Sure thing.
1: <laughs> we'll end here. We'll end here with these.
3: Perfect. Well, I'm excited to see that movie. I'm excited to see, which is brings me to my question. Um, being back, obviously, going to the blind faith, the mindset, can you take us back um, when you, your parents were coming home dirty, pregnant, full of strawberries? I mean, obviously, you have to, there's a faith there. How do you go day by day believing you're going to be there when there's nothing there? Like, what are the conversations that are de- taking place throughout the dinner? What's being instilled in your mind? What's going through your dad's mind to get you to, we will be there, even though we're here now?
1: Look, that, that's something that um, goes, goes to visualization. Yeah. For me, you know, if, if you visualize a certain outcome, you can make that a reality. You, know, you can, you can mm-hmm. uh, transform that into, into existence into reality you you have to visualize it so you visualize yourself there you know as a winner as a champion not where you are right now not not in the strawberry fields my dad didn't see himself working the strawberry fields for the rest of his life he wanted to make sure that he was a a world champion trainer that he had championship fighters that he had you know a much better life that he could have the home that he wanted the, the life for the family and he did, and that's, that's, that's the same thing that I do. Like I said, I, I, that goes to the visualization. So I visualize the fight. I visualize where, where I gotta be every round in different scenarios, and I always win the fight. But I see myself like that. I do the same thing outside of the ring. Where do I see myself next year? Where do I see myself five years from now? We're gonna be in Laguna Beach, aren't we? Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm, telling, I'm, telling, I'm telling Robert, I'm gonna buy a house in Laguna Beach. You know, I want to be on the sand, I want to do, I see myself doing all this, you know. <laughs> right? You see, that's, that's the stuff that, that, that I do. You know, I wanted certain toys after I accomplished enough success. I wanted, I made sure that the family was secured first. I, I did the, the, the responsible thing. Bought the homes for the family, bought the, 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 the regular, the nice things that we need college funds put away, certain savings account for the kids, um, you know, a, a car for the family, stuff like that. Before I treated myself, mm-hmm. you know, I made sure that the whole family was taken care of. Then I treated myself. I wanted a car, I bought the car, I, wanted another, I bought another one or you know, certain toy, certain trip, whatever it is. You know, that's, that's the stuff that I, that I wanted. But I had seen myself doing this years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, 2010, I had my first Decent fight, you know, making $25,000, then you start making better money, 100000 or whatever it is. But I still didn't go and splurge on me because I wanted to get to where I... In order to get where I want to be, I had to take steps, you know. So that's the visualization again. I visualize myself where I'm at now at this time. Not five years ago, not six years ago when I first started making some money because that would have made, you know, bad decisions. And I see myself five years from now, you know, Two, three years from now, I'll be in Laguna Beach. I, I know I'm going to be where I want to be. And not just there, but having every other thing that I want. You know, that just came to mind right now about, about you know, that house in, in Laguna. But, I mean, that, I, there's so much more that I'm, I'm visualizing myself. You know, even though there's not, nothing right now, mm-hmm. I don't have it. But I know I can make that, you know, a reality by taking the right steps. So, the big picture's there. What do I got to do to get there? So, I got to take... Those steps, and I will accomplish that. I know I will do it. I know I can do anything. I know I'm going to be able to do whatever I want. It takes time, but I will get there. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. (laughs) We're out of time, so let's try to keep it short. Yeah?
3: Go for it. Okay, cool. Hey, what's up, Danny? What's up, Mikey? What's up? I just had a question. Um, It seems that you've done a lot of business with family, and you've obviously done pretty well. So some people tend to shy away from doing business with family. What is your take on it, and what have you learned from it?
1: Don't give out loans to your family. No. <laughs> Look, I mean, we, we do business in, my, in, my, in boxing. You know, it's, it's a family thing. Like I said, they know me better than anybody else. You know, and, and we've done it. I trust them because my dad has done it for many years, my brother. So I got the best, you know, family, the best team. Um, you can't always do business with family just for, for a lot of reasons. But they might not be the, the, the best, you know, to, to give you the best advice. You know, all of a sudden, anybody that makes a little bit of money, oh, you should do this, you should do that. All of a sudden, they're financial advisors. They might, you know, even though they, they, they're broke or they don't know, oh, open up a business. No, it's, it might not be the best thing to do. Um, I, I have helped my family. I have given them money. I have given everybody, you know, money. I don't, I don't see it as a loan. It's, it's a gift, you know, because I don't expect them to try to, I mean, even if they try to pay me, that's great, and, and I, I would, you know, encourage them to save money, make it like that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's me helping family. Um, I have done some business with family um, outside of boxing, um, but it's to benefit them, not, not for me. Like I said, I'm helping them at that point, my, my sisters or my brother, whoever it is. You know, at that point, it's just just a help. Um, you gotta find out if, if they're really good at what they do. You know, if, if the advice is, is, is legit and if it's real, I mean, do they have a background? you know, education in an actual business. If not, you might not want to do business with that, you know, particular, even if it's a family member, you might be able to help them in a different way. You know, you might be able to help them just by teaching them what you already know or by connecting him to somebody else that might help them, whether it's legal advice or business advice or whatever it may be. You know, you may not be the best individual to just do do it all, but you can connect them to somebody that could help them in, in whatever it is that they're seeking. And that's kind of what I've 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 done to a lot of my family too. I've I've connected them with other people. I've connected my family with some of the friends that I know in in real estate or in in other businesses. They might need you know different word, not me, not not me personally, but I connect them with somebody else. But it's it's possible. You can definitely you know continue that business going with with family. Just be very careful about it. You know. Cool. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome.
2: Hey champ, uh, DT the realtor here. And um, leading to a fight uh, days before, I know there's uh, certain things you have to do like weigh-ins and things like that where you're in front of your opponent, um, in front of the corner, and uh, with the fans and the noise and everything. Um, what do you do to get your mindset in a place to where uh, whatever they say in order to get a reaction out of you um, will keep your mind and body sound to not uh, have a forceful, angry reaction at them?
1: Look, I've... I've um encountered many different scenarios where some fighters are you know loud and have a big mouth others are actually real in trying to be intimidating real you know stare downs like that i mean like i said i've, I've already done with the visualization many times i already dealt with that in, in, you know in my head that whatever they do is not going to phase me it's not going to do anything to me um but that goes to all the training you know i, I have all the confidence in the training the 10 12 weeks of camp I've done it all to be in the best shape, and then the mental preparation. I've visualized it so many times. No matter what they say or do, ain't gonna affect the outcome for me. I've already won it, and a lot of times I probably beat my opponent in during those stare downs, during those you know face to face, because they see the confidence in me, they see my my smile, or they see my my look, and you know even just shaking hands with them. Good luck. Let's have a good fight Saturday night. You know, just something like that might push them back. Wow, you know. What, you know, what's, why is he so confident? Stuff like that, you know, I've, I've trained to do that. I've done it and it works, you know, every time. Um, when I go into the ring or during the, the, the leading up to the, to the, the walkout, um, I do get a little bit emotional with all the fans, but once it's in the ring, that switch turns on. Like, okay, it's business, it's work. I'm still aware of my surroundings. I'm still listening. I'm, I can still hear, I can still pick out certain voices. I can still pick out some, some reporters or my sister or, or someone in the fans in the crowd. I can still pick them out sometimes, but I know what I gotta do. I'm paying attention to my opponent. I know what I've already trained myself to do. Um, no matter what he does, I already got an answer for it, you know? And I put all my, all my thought, you know, for those 30 minutes in the ring, you know, those 36 minutes in the ring. That's what all that work, all that mental preparation goes into effect, and I apply it there. That's the moment you have to really apply everything. You know, it's a small time, you don't have a lot of time. There's no, oh, let's do it again tomorrow. Or hey, I can't do it right now, get somebody in. It's me and that's it, nobody else. So that's where that switch really turns on. And, and I, just, I just go and work. It's what I've, I'm here to do. It's another day in the office for me. I, this is what I wanted. Now let's just get it done. Thank you. Thank you You're welcome.
0: Guys, let's give Mikey Garcia a big round of applause, please, for being here.
1: Thank you.